0: CREATED ME A CLEAN, CLEAN HEART CREATED ME A WORK OF ART CREATED ME Thank you for uh, joining us again. Uh, Today, the topic that we have is saved. And... We just kind of wanted to discuss our relationship that we have with uh, Christ and a little bit maybe of how we got saved or what it means to each one of us to be saved. Um, and of course, joining us today is my beautiful wife, baby girl. If you ever see her, you can call her babe. And my beautiful sons, Dan and Chey. Uh, They still don't have girlfriends, so they're available, but we'll see how that goes. Um, So, starting with myself, I'll go ahead and share uh, a little bit about my, I guess if you want to say testimony or my story growing up. Um, You know, I did go to church, grew up in church with my parents and, you know, I'm one of those that would say I wouldn't change anything about it. Um, I enjoyed everything, the experiences I had. And as I was young, I would always hear messages in church about the gospel, right? About how, what the consequence of sin is, uh, which is separation from God, you know, after we die and the option, right? To be saved was to understand that Jesus came to this earth as a man, uh, he didn't have to, but he came so that he could die for our sins and pay for those consequences. That we'd be able to spend eternity with him. As long as we believe that, you know, he did that, that he came to earth and that he died on the cross. And the most important thing, that he rose on the third day. Um, and he's alive now, so we serve a God that's alive. And I remember saying that those prayer and praying to God when I was young, uh, because I wanted to be saved, but it wasn't necessarily one thing that I understood completely, because I think each service I would say the prayer again whenever they asked. So it took a little bit as a young person to understand completely what it meant to be saved, meaning when I understood that Jesus did what he did, and I believed it, right, the scripture says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, that Jesus died on the cross and rose again, right? You'll be saved. Until I really believed that and understood what that meant, then I stopped saying that prayer because I understood I can't lose my salvation once I'm saved. And then I developed a relationship that took a lot of years. I'm 40 now, but I've learned how to, you know, that I need to talk to God because it's a relationship. I need to uh, pray to him. I need to... You know, go to his house. I need to read his uh, his word that he's left for me, which are letters. You know that he blessed, he left for us. And so now I'm forty, and do I have it all figured out? No, um, I'm still figuring out how to be a husband, how to be a father. Um, but I think God has blessed our family and blessed us because of the fact that you know my dad chose a long time ago to serve God, and since then. Our family has been introduced to God at an early age, and it was up to each person to make a choice for them to serve God to for them to uh, develop that relationship um, so which leads me to uh, my wife her uh, story or her upbringing or how she met Christ or her relationship or her side of her point of view or her there's editing or edit all oh, that
1: oh yeah okay
0: uh so baby girl story. if you would like to share Sorry. your story
1: i grew up in a catholic home oh no <laughs> <laughs> that's bad do it again baby oh, no,
0: that's okay go ahead um. Yeah, that's gonna mess up. Everybody's gonna be like, <laughs> have to, "Hey, after before we, know. All tías. <laughs> you know, we're all my tias." You we're all Catholic. Um,
1: and I remember, um, I was, um, I believe I was, I was nineteen years old, and I got a call from my cousin, and he asked if I wanted to go to church, and that was like the most random question that he would ever ask. Um, but in our conversation, I realized that, you know, he wanted to go to church because there was a girl he was interested in. Mm. So, um, so we, we, we went to church that night and I mean, I was there solely for him. Um, he just didn't want to go alone, but he wanted to, he wanted to talk to the girl and uh, we sat through the service. It was a small church, very small there were there were a few adults and it was mainly teenagers, college age uh, students, and um, it was that night. It was it was it was in January, um, and I can't even say what was said in the message. I don't remember what was preached. I don't remember the points that were said. Um, But I do remember um, this young lady, uh, she was also a college student. I I, I don't remember her name, honestly. Um, But she came and um, she reached out and she essentially asked if I wanted to accept Jesus in my life. And she explained it in such a way that it just seemed like it was the most natural thing to do. Um, and without hesitation, I did it. Um, you know, I she explained to me what the prayer was that we were going to pray. It wasn't a prayer that was that was something that it didn't sound like something that she recited or memorized. Um, it sounded very sincere, um, and it was simply asking God to forgive me. And acknowledging that He was my Heavenly Father, is my Heavenly Father. um, And that I was willing to give my all to Him. Um, And it was so simple, it was so basic, and it was so powerful. um, That I walked away that night in complete shock that 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 had happened. I wasn't even there for that reason. Um, And in the coming days after, as I continued to go to that church... I realized that as a child, I had been taken to Vacation Bible School at least three summers by the, our neighbors that lived in front of my parents, and I I had no idea. I didn't remember any of it. I remember going to the church, I remembered it was something we did in the summer. Um, then as, as, as more time went on, I realized that there was people in my life in middle school and in high school that had just kind of plugged in different different things, different pieces of information. And I just realized that God had been a part of my life, my entire life, and I, I just did not realize it. I didn't know him personally, and I, I just didn't recognize it. But it was just that, that awe of the fact that he cared for me so much, even though I hadn't made the effort to, to stop and get to know him, that he was with me every moment of my life. Um, but, you know, being a, being a, a teenager, young adult, um, you know, we kind of decide to do things our own way. And even though I had accepted him and even though I had made the commitment to change my life, about a year or a year and a half, Uh, later I found myself you know kind of hanging out with with an old crowd and doing things I really shouldn't be doing going out um, just just not in a very good environment anymore Um, and I guess you know I mean you you know uh, people say well you know, you you," like I backslid or whatever I just wasn't living my life for Christ and uh, and I had a moment I remember I was in my apartment and there were things going on in my life that were completely out of my control and I was I was afraid for essentially I was afraid for my own life I was afraid for um, I was afraid for people within my family based because of decisions that I had made and having to deal with some of the consequences and trying to get rid of all that stuff from my past meant that it might affect other people and I was truly in fear and I realized that there was nothing I could do con- to control any of it um, and it was just one night I um, I just kind of I kind of broke down by myself and I remember just falling to my knees and asking God to just to just to just take care of me to just... Not necessarily take the problem away but I was just telling them I can't do it I can't do it without you I can't I don't know where to go from here I don't know I don't know what's gonna happen I don't know what the right answer is Um, and I think that was a huge turning point in my life Um, and I literally gave everything that I had over to him and from one second to the next every Problem that I had been trying to figure out or deal with literally disappeared it was resolved it was taken care of I didn't have to worry about trying to fix anything I didn't have to worry about consequences coming back to harm me or to harm anyone that I cared about it was literally all taken care of and in that moment I truly recognized and realized The power of God like all he wanted me to do was just surrender everything I had Um, and since then I mean it it, I'm a very um, I'm I'm sure it may not come across that way but I'm a very selfish person Um, it's difficult for me to to constantly put others before myself it takes work Um, but I realized in that moment, if I did what God asked me to do and just give that to Him, um, that He would always, always come through and and that He would never fail. Um, it's been a long road. It's been there's been some battles and there's been some things that come up here and there. And relinquishing really control has always been hard for me, but Um, but I serve a good God and, and the verse in, um, in James, uh, chapter one, I think it's verses two through five and it talks about, you know, trials and perseverance and, um, you know, you, you read that, that whole set of, of scripture there, not just, not just maybe verse two and three, but you know, I mean, it, it, um, it talks about, I mean, it, it refines us, you know, I mean, I know that's from another scripture, but you know, I mean, it, it, all the trials that we face, everything that we come across, everything that we see, um, you know, God uses it to, to improve us. God uses it to, to make us more like him, um, through every day, every moment. So, um. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not proud of, of of decisions and things that I've done in my past, but I can see how God has just used those things in amazing ways to to help others around me that either have gone through it or are going through it through it or who are about to go through something like that. Um, so I wouldn't change any of it, um, and I'm thankful that I was able to see. God's power firsthand, how he can just just by a breath just literally take care of what we think is complete chaos and everything is good.
0: all right, thank you, baby. Now let's uh hear from mother's son, one of my two sons, uh Dan. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um well, since y'all were both Christians, you know what I mean. Um, then I guess I grew up in church. So I think even mom said, right, the first place we went after the hospital was church. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So um I think um my parents were working as the youth leaders at that point. So, um I always went to church, um And I always was around God, I was always taught the uh, stories and everything and obviously that's good, I I still have that information and everything, Um, but if the question is when I got saved, I guess, or when I had a relationship with God, um, I think I was five, right, and I honestly don't remember much, but uh, I know I did go to my mom and I asked to, to, you know, to pray that prayer or whatever. And I know that sounds really young, five, but I do, um, and like I said, I don't remember much, and I, and I don't remember exactly what we prayed or, or what happened, but I do genuinely believe that, um, from that moment on, like, like I was going to heaven, like I genuinely believe, like I had an understanding of what, of what I was doing, because like I said, um, I heard the stories, I knew, um that there was a God, an all-powerful God, and He had a Son, Jesus, and He sent Him down died on the cross, and that was for our sins. And I think, um, not only did I know those stories, but I think I also understood that like, I think I've, I've always understood it from like a young age, like, the need for God, I guess. Um, and I think that's what I would describe my relationship from then on is trying to learn how to need God more and more, like learning how to rely on God more and more throughout my life, right? Because, I mean, as humans, we're we're selfish. As humans, I mean, obviously we're we're selfish people. um, We're prideful people. So giving up 100% of, of what you have in your life is something that isn't a a one-day thing and that's what i like i said how I i would describe my relationship with god is um is slowly learning how to need god more and um obviously as you get older i've learned it gets a little harder sadly um like you know when i like i said i was five and when i was younger it was like i was a kid and we were going to church i had um, like I said, my parents have been a, a, a real blessing to me, uh, how they brought me up and everything. And so I was a little kid, I didn't have much to do, obviously school was easy, so it was like, you know, God and my family, and I was like, alright, that's perfect, there's not much to go wrong. Like I said, as you get older, more and more things come up, more, um, opportunities to sin, I guess, more opportunities to mess up, and it's just learning, um, how to rely on God, I think. And um, the, the thing that I guess I focus on that, that helps me stay um, with it would be like just thinking, like I said, how, how blessed I've been in my life. And, um, you know, calling myself a Christian, obviously that that means that I, I believe that there's this all-powerful God and that, um, like I said, the whole story of Jesus and everything. And if you if you believe that and you think about it, then, like, <clears throat> for me, like, who am I not to give my whole life to Christ, you know? Like, who am I not to give everything I have? Like, that's the least I could do right there. If I truly believe that this all-powerful God made himself human and then died the worst death in the history of humanity. So, like, that that's what I rely on a lot, too, is, you know, there's been ups and downs, you know, I've I've been down and, you know, there's things that I've failed at but not only do we have this all powerful God, but he's a graceful God too and like he lets me mess up and all this and he lets me and he gives me a second, third, fourth, however many chances. Um so like who like that's the least I could do, like I said, the least I could do is, is give everything I got, do my best to to live for Him, and that's where I'm at now, I mean, uh, it's my senior year, and um, <laughs> I did it again, <laughs> it's my senior year, and and I, I got a lot of decisions to make, and I'm just learning, like I said, how to to, to need God more and more every day, and rely on God, um, and that's what I strive to do, and uh, to also, like, putting myself aside, I guess, I think, in, in this, um, What's the word in this culture? It's so uh, self-centered, focused, or, or self-centered. I don't know. How to say it. Um, and so, just putting myself aside more is, is what I think is a big part. I think that would you know that putting us ourselves aside is is putting people before us and then God first and everything. And and I don't see anything. You know, I don't see breaking any rules in that. Um. So yeah, that would be my little story, I guess.
0: Thank you, babies. Now we're gonna turn over to my other babies, Che. <clears throat> Is
3: it me? Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> um. Like Dan said, we both grew up obviously in church, and our parents were involved. In church a lot we'd be there if not every day every other day and they'd be working with students so it was like my brother said it was very easy to gain knowledge about I think gain knowledge about about the Bible and just learn like you said all the stories and all that but when I, I was first like saved or whenever I ever made that decision was um, I'm pretty sure I was seven Six. I don't know the exact story to be honest but I'm, my mom says it's like at a VBS or whatever and that day I just came to a realization that I, in order to live life the way God wanted me to live I would have to give my life to Him and put it all in His hands so I think later that night I made that decision to fully commit to God and From there on, I just continued to, well, to be honest, I continued to go to church. And I would, for a while there, I was kind of just going through emotion like most people do in all reality. Like, I'd say up until the age of like 13, maybe 14, I would just live life like a Christian is supposed to live. Like, I would go to church on Sunday, Wednesday. I would l- try to learn all the stories so I sound like I know what I'm doing, and then, but I just not apply it to my life at all. And I'd say, like I said, I really didn't grow a relationship until I was about 14, I think, maybe 13. It was uh, one, because our church was like a youth camp or whatever, it was one youth camp. And it was a great speaker, and he made this one, like, altar call, whatever. And I just felt God tugging, tugging on my heart and like saying I need to change. I need to actually start applying and actually start doing stuff for him instead of just being like everyone else and trying to look good instead of actually doing good. So I remember the night, it was only like, what, two years ago, maybe a year ago. I don't really know. I think a year ago. Um, so I went off to the side and I talked to my pastor, and I told him that, you know, I just needed to change. I, I couldn't do what I would continue to do. And so that day we talked to me. We talked for like a good hour. We prayed. And from there, after that week of camp, normally people would just go home and they'd slowly lose that fire. But then I also came to a realization that in order to not lose that fire you need someone to help you to you need accountability and so that's where like <clears throat> uh, my cousin's kind of stepped in and that's a big part of my relationship and story is that I learned that it's not easy to just do it, first of all by yourself like you need God but also you need other people to help you because sometimes you don't want to listen to God cuz you just want to do what you do. You just want, you want to do what you want to do. And uh, so, yeah, I, after that one summer camp, I was able to start talking to my cousins more about, you know, what's going on in my life and what I need to change. And I remember I was at their house once, and, like, the first day or a couple of days after that camp was over, we there we were there, and we had, like, five or six hour conversation it's just about our lives and what's what needs to change and what we're going through and what can we do to improve it and from there like I, I just knew there was something changing like God planted a new seed in our life, like in, in all of our lives and that started a spark that to add and from there I kind of I picked up my Bible I started reading and at the beginning it was kind of like a habit but eventually it turned into like me fully like realizing like I got an understanding of okay I got to do this for real like I got to start reading and I got to understand what I'm reading not just read it And then, like, from now, a couple months back, I would, I would, I finally, instead of just reading it and reading, like, a couple verses, I decided, you know, I need to read a good amount and I need to start taking notes and digging deeper into what it means and applying it and talking to, uh, talking about it with others so they can give me their point of views. and ever like ever since that camp I just felt like that was kinda the beginning of my relationship it was it was more it wasn't not that it didn't start when I was saved but the real growth started that one summer or whatever and from there I've kinda just been growing with my family with my extended family like cousins and I me personally I've seen a lot of growth in this year and like a little bit of the last year uh with our spiritual growth as a family especially with uh, this quarantine or whatever like I said I think on the last podcast it's given us a lot of opportunities and I feel like I haven't done the best with all those opportunities but I definitely have made some good decisions with them and that has helped me a lot in my relationship with God, and <clears throat> more on the topic of what I think salvation is means, or like what it means to me. Uh, there's actually this uh, Bible verse we're going through in my school right now. It's uh, for in First Peter chapter one, like six or something, and it says that what does it say? It says God obviously wants. Wants you to be saved and wants to have your faith, but there's gonna be trials and there's gonna be many trials. And it says, it says, like, although you have to endure many trials for a little while, like, God will, it'll be worth it in the end. Like, obviously, you'll be in heaven worshiping God forever, and like, that's just amazing and beautiful. And then it also says, but. And these trials will like test your faith. But your faith is and then it gives an example of how fire like tests and purifies gold. But then it says, Your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So that like it makes me think like, Man, gold is so like worth it's so it's so what's the word? Precious in our eyes of like the world. But in God's eyes that's nothing compared to the faith that we have to give to him like gold is useless for him all he wants from us is our faith and our our genuine trust in him and I don't know I just think that's amazing how all all the stuff in this world God doesn't like he made it for us and he doesn't need any of it and all he asks from us for from us is to give our life back to him and not be like my brother said selfish and wanting stuff for our own good. And so that's kind of just been that's like my story and that's my opinion on all that.
0: Uh, one last thing I wanted to share is hopefully you understand from listening to my family. Um, first of all, I'm blessed, um, but more importantly, the relationship that we talk about with God and the uh, idea of being saved. Right? Um, it's not a it's not a um, a religious thing. It's not a routine. And not a habit thing. It's a real thing that you develop with Christ on your own. And each one of us is different. So that means our relationship will probably be different with God. But the important part is to have one meaning. You do talk to God. You listen to God. And you allow his word to speak to you. And we continue to work on that, right? Until we... Until he comes back or we go home, um, it's not about you know trying to be the most spiritual or know the the most scripture, but it's about growing. You know, I think both. A few times I heard from my family that for a moment, right, they weren't growing. It didn't mean they weren't saved. It didn't mean they weren't going to heaven, but they weren't growing. We all have those periods you can just be there and not be doing anything so you're not really growing. And the more we realize that how important it is to grow and not to waste time. You know, people say, right, this life goes by quick. And as Christians, I think we need to remember that part for us in growing spiritually, right? Because time is passing and, you know... The more you grow spiritual, the more you grow spiritually. Um, obviously, the the more mature you are, and I think God can use you in different ways. Um, you know, if you stay a spiritual baby, you may not be able to do too much because you don't even understand what you believe completely. So, um, we just wanted to share a little bit of that with y'all today. Again, thank you for joining us on our podcast. Um, We'll have links displayed and links uh, where we have our uh, podcast uh, broadcasting from. Um, We'll post those on Facebook, Instagram. uh, That'll be in the bio. And Twitter. um, Maybe even on TikTok in the bio.
1: Thank you for being with us today. I
0: hope you can join us on our next episode.
2: Bye. 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 Bye.